Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Pirelli tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. It is Friday. I hope wherever you may be across this great country or this great world, you are having a good start to your Friday. Thank you for hanging out with us. I'm Clay Travis, the Southkick, the coverage. The NBA trade deadline came and went, and by and large, I don't know that there were any massive moves that fundamentally altered the trajectory of the season, but among the contenders, you had the Clippers making a decision to go get Marcus Morris and Isaiah Thomas, uh, which is maybe a little bit interesting. You had the Rockets decide, despite the fact that Daryl Morey had been wheeling and dealing, decide to stick to their small ball uh, philosophy, and they went on the road last night and beat the Lakers in Staples Center. The Lakers stumbling down the stretch of late. Uh, James Harden didn't even have a very good game. Robert Covington, who'd been traded for, did. So we'll see whether there is any legitimacy to the recent run that the Houston Rockets have found themselves on. You had Andre Iguodala, as we mentioned, to the Miami Heat. Guy decides he doesn't want to play for the Memphis Grizzlies, never does. And as a result, uh, he gets traded, gets a two-year extension, and... The Miami Heat are trying to make a move. You have the uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, who are substantially better, it appears, than everybody else in the Eastern Conference. 
and the Philadelphia 76ers tried to make a move and get some outside shooting. The problem is they are now, I'm trying to do the math in my head, uh, they are 11-14 and uh, 14 in their last 25 games as it appears the 76ers are falling apart and they lost by double digits uh, to the Bucks last night. And uh, those are the moving parts, I would say, in general. The Warriors made the decision, interestingly, uh, to go ahead and start to move some of their talent uh, with uh, D'Angelo Russell moving back to the Minnesota Timberwolves. And uh, as a result, it appears that the Warriors are grabbing all the talent that uh, that they can in the draft and maybe trying to put together a package either to move those draft picks and uh, add a decent uh, player in the offseason when their talent eventually comes back and they're ready to roll for next season. Uh, or maybe they want to, uh, to to eventually add some guys in the draft that they think could be impactful when Steph and Clay are back healthy and ready to roll. I think I hit most of the moves there. Uh, I'll bring in the crew, see if anybody thinks there were any uh, substantial moves that were made. NBA trade deadline at 3 o'clock Eastern yesterday. So officially, everybody is basically ready to roll with what they have for the final 30 games of the regular season. We've also got the XFL starting tomorrow. I am uh, curious how it's going to do, how many of you are going to watch. And uh, we'll continue to talk about Dak versus Brady as that story and that discussion point at least seems to have blown up in a big way. Uh, Joel Klatt is going to join us in hour three. He is one of the lead announcers or the lead announcer, I believe, for the XFL on Fox. We'll see what he thinks of uh, the games and uh, in terms of the interest that will exist out there for uh, those games. So that is uh, where we are headed on today's show. Uh, Danny G, in your mind, any movements that have uh, fundamentally altered the NBA regular season with the trade deadline officially now having passed? Well, the other big name was Andre Drummond. Unfortunately, he got moved to the Cleveland Cavaliers. So he doesn't get to uh, go to a contender. But I actually think Robert Covington was the guy who makes a lot of difference for the Rockets. As I watched the game last night, he fits in with what they're doing right now with D'Antoni and the small ball. But he also has a little bit of size. He's long. He could play good defense, run the floor, and he's a great three-point shooter. So the last time the Rockets were in Staples Center, the Lakers won, and the Rockets did not have a guy like Covington to play defense. So I think that he stood out to me last night. What's interesting about the uh, the Rockets, and I would make this analogy almost like the Baltimore Ravens, uh, they're trying to run a system that nobody else has ever run before and maybe catch the league by surprise. And what I mean by that is right now they are going so small, playing basically nobody taller than 6'7", and throwing up a number of three-pointers that really the league hasn't seen before. They shot 60 the other night. Now, last night against the Lakers, they got super hot from outside, 19 of 42 from three. And if you shoot 19 of 42 from three, you're probably going to win most of the games that you are in. Uh, but it's 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 almost an assault on the game in a way that it hasn't really happened before. And their theory is, hey, you may beat us inside and you may have a lot of success because we don't have anybody taller than six foot six or six seven, but we believe our threes can beat your twos 
and we're going to stretch you to such an extent that your big men, your big men, are going to have trouble dealing with the way that we're playing. And uh, you know, I mean, you look for instance, Anthony Davis last night uh, went for thirty-two and thirteen, and uh, he was fourteen of twenty-one. But when you really break it down, the outside shooting was so good that the what they were giving up inside didn't really matter that much. And maybe most surprisingly, even with that under uh, under you know element of uh, of of size, they basically were even with the Lakers in rebounds. So I don't know if that's a ridiculous analogy. I don't necessarily think it is because I believe what Daryl Morey and the Rockets are trying to do is basically craft a game plan that has not really been utilized by anyone before. Does that make any sense to you, Dub, like going cross-sport here and saying, look, what the Ravens did was catch a lot of people by surprise with their offense that was unlike any offense that had ever existed in the NFL before. And it seems to me that's what the Rockets are rolling the dice and saying, hey, we're doing something. I saw the other day where they won the first game without playing a guy 6'6 or taller since 1966, I think it was, in the NBA. Uh, they're going fundamentally counter to much of what has been done over the last 50 years in the NBA and saying, you know what, we don't need a lot of big guys. We're basically going to go five wide and be able to score from anywhere, anytime, at any point on the court and not worry about having a traditional big man in the center. Yeah, that analogy definitely makes sense to me. And, you know, this is kind of this is kind of it for the Rockets. This is a do-or-die year, in my opinion, for Daryl Morey, and uh, Mike D'Antoni and everybody because, you know, they've they've run this system in the past and it hasn't worked in the playoffs. So now they're really just putting all their chips in to the analytical table and saying, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to go small ball. We're going to run and gun. We're going to shoot more threes than you. I mean, the other night they took 60 threes. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. If memory serves, which is crazy. But it worked last night. We're going to see – I can't wait for the playoffs for this because – in the West, there's so many teams that have such good size. You got Denver with Jokic, you got Utah with Rudy Gobert, you got the Lakers with Anthony Davis. So I'll be curious to see how this ends up panning out in a seven game playoff series. I have my doubts as far as that goes, but it is fun to watch uh, for some people. And uh, as far as the trade deadline goes, I thought the biggest move was the Warriors and Timberwolves trade. Not for this year, obviously, because those are the two teams in the Western Conference with the worst record. But if you look at the Warriors, they got not only Andrew Wiggins, who's kind of like a, a slightly better version of Harrison Barnes, I would say, if you go back to their first title run. But they also get the Warrior, uh, the Timberwolves' first-round pick. So they yeah. could very likely have two top-five picks next season. I know that uh, Timberwolves' pick is top-three protected, but with the way that the record stand right now in the in the lottery, they would get the number-one pick, which would be their own and the number four pick. So they could either use those picks in the draft or package those two picks and get even another player uh, this offseason with, with those two potential top five picks. Yeah, that, that's going to be intriguing to watch. Uh, do you think any of the other moves uh, fundamentally alter the, uh, the, the the power balance in the NBA? I mean, not really. I think the Covington move is what was a good move for Houston. But other than that, I mean, I don't think any other move is that substantial. It was a fun trade deadline for sure I kept checking my phone every 10 minutes it seemed like every 10 minutes there was two more trades that would go down yesterday so that was pretty fun to to kind kind of uh, keep track on but as far as substantial moves for this season I don't really think anything stands out too much right now 
what about you, Eddie? Uh, anything stand out to you? You've been doing these updates. You've been paying attention to it, counting down the uh, the minutes. Eventually, three o'clock Eastern arrived. Uh, more uh, more talk than reality, or what did you think of the trade deadline in general and the impact? I, I thought it was moderately interesting. I mean, I think Andrew Wiggins and D'Angelo Russell are the two biggest names, but they play on teams that have no significance this season. I guess if I was going to pick uh, one of the signings or trades that got me got a little bit of interest was because the, uh, the Clippers, they get Marcus Morris from the Knicks, yeah. and they they not only land him, but they prevent him from going to the Lakers. It was a, it was a, reportedly a two-team battle between the two teams in L.A., who clearly seem to be the best two teams in the West, so the Clippers make themselves a little bit better, and they prevent the Lakers from getting a little bit better. Yeah, and uh, their bench now for the Clippers is pretty intensely deep in terms of if you think you're going to get into a six- or seven-game series and the bench is going to matter. Now, typically what happens when you get into the postseason is because you have a game off, uh, a day off at between every game, the bench usually shortens a bit, but that will be intriguing to see exactly how Doc Rivers is going to use his bench now uh, because it definitely seems like it's uh, substantially deeper than what the Lakers have. Uh, and uh, the Lakers have, I don't know if it's related to Kobe, um, and maybe it is, but the Lakers have really kind of hit the skids here in the in the past couple of weeks in terms of uh, their performance, and they don't have that much of a lead. Not that it really matters. Uh, I, I don't think in the grand scheme of things where teams are seated because, for instance, the Lakers and the Clippers, if they end up meeting at some point as, let's say, one and two, does it really matter who has home court advantage since you're basically just flipping out the signage uh, in the Staples Center? It's not like there's any real travel going on there. And uh, and we saw with the, the, the Raptors that when Kawhi is able to play every game, if they keep him healthy and allow him to have that load management, that where they're seated doesn't really matter because by the time you get to the postseason, he's able to play and he's healthy. Uh, that's all the goal that uh, that is in mind. Uh, what about you, uh, Roberto? Any big takeaways? Yeah, well, I was just going to mention the Marcus Morris. It was it was a good trade for the Clippers because they didn't have to give up anybody of major impact on their roster. Uh, Mo Harkless, I mean, it's not a big guy they had to give up. But in order for the Lakers to make that trade, they had to give up Kyle Kuzma and Danny Green to kind of make the to make the 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 money match. So that's the reason why the Lakers couldn't pull the trigger on that trade. Yeah, it is uh, It is an interesting story to follow. All right, when we come back, we're going to be joined by Lance Taylor at the Lance Taylor on Twitter. We'll break down all of this with him uh, as well as dive into the question of whether or not anybody is interested in the XFL as there are a bunch of games. Football is actually not disappearing. There will be a bunch of games played on Saturday on uh, Fox Networks as well as ESPN Networks. How much interest do you guys have in a new football league that begins just six days after the Super Bowl? Uh, the XFL is here for two years. Will it be here for longer, and how will it do out of the gate? Will there be very much interest in it at all? Uh, we will discuss. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, O, 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 O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install 
installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Toyo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. NBA trade deadline came and went yesterday. Uh, not a lot of movement. Um, but this is uh, this is intriguing. I was looking. Uh, well, so we want to say not a lot of movement in terms of the likelihood that anybody who was contending for a title has made substantial changes. Probably the most impactful. The Clippers and the Lakers appear to be the two best teams in the NBA's Western Conference. Uh, but uh, when you really break down what exactly happened there, Marcus Morris coming to the Clippers, it makes the bench stronger, gives them another decent outside shooter. But is it likely to, to, to change uh, what's going to happen in their series, assuming that they end up playing? Probably not. But I saw this uh, in, in general. Uh, Bill Simmons, who uh, just sold Spotify for maybe $300 million, uh, has been a longtime defender of the NBA. And last night during the game between uh, the Rockets and the Lakers, he tweeted, I'm out, I can't watch this, and they wonder why NBA ratings are going down. In fact, NBA ratings are tanking, and uh, I saw this data point. I was like, oh, man, this is going to blow everybody's mind. So there's a website called Show Buzz Daily that puts out the top 150 shows on cable every single day, and uh, they had the ratings up on Wednesday night on ESPN. They had uh, the hip- the Heat were playing the Clippers. That's a pretty good game, right? And before that, they had Orlando playing Boston. That was the doubleheader nationally on ESPN. Barely a million people watched, okay? Uh, 1.17 million people watched. And I was like, well, how does that compare to other programs that were on at the same time? That's the Clippers and the Miami Heat. My 600-pound life on TLC outrated the NBA, all right? Head-to-head. And a thousand pound sisters, which I'm guessing is exactly what it says it is on TLC, a thousand pound sisters uh, also totally dunked on the NBA. Now, I'm not an expert on ratings, but when you're getting beaten by my 600 pound life and a thousand pound sisters on TLC, that ain't a good sign for the NBA. Um, and so the NBA has been tanking in a big way in the ratings. And I know that like the off the court stuff in the NBA tends to get a lot of attention on social, but this is another sign that I thought social media is not real life. You guys remember we talked about that Peloton ad that Twitter got all mad about, like the, the, the husband or whoever it was who got his wife a Peloton for Christmas. Do you guys remember that when yeah. it went viral and everybody was all offended by it? Of course, you started the whole thing by buying your wife one. Yeah, the year before, I had bought my wife a Peloton for Christmas because uh, I, you know, I thought evidently that was something nice for a husband to do before it became like the most awful thing a man could do for a woman. Uh, my wife was like, "Hey, we got three young kids." Uh, she was always complaining about not having time to get to the gym because the kids are always, you know, having events to go to and everything else. And I was like, "You know what? I'll just get her a Peloton." You know what? She loved it. 
And now we've got a Peloton. She rides it a lot, gives her opportunity in the morning, you know, right after the kids get off to school, if she's got things to do, she doesn't have to go out. You know, anyway, it's it worked well for me. Well, Peloton came out with their earnings, and it turns out that they had a dominant quarter in terms of all the people who signed up. So all these people on social media, the ad actually helped them. And so I think we're in this weird universe a lot of times where people get fired up about things on social media and in real life, it's the exact opposite. It's not just that it's not reflective of uh, necessarily of, uh, of the community as a whole, of the country as a whole. It's that social media is oftentimes diametrically opposed. In other words, whatever is popular on social media isn't popular elsewhere. And the NBA has been really popular on social media. In real life, it's not. But there's another stat that I saw. I was making fun of uh, a little bit, I think, the Iowa caucus and the fact that the Democratic uh, caucus, which everybody spent like years and years, like this is going to help us decide who's going to take on Donald Trump. And then it was just such an unmitigated disaster that they can't even figure out uh, who won, and they're basically just tossing it out. Now they got the primary going on in New Hampshire, so maybe that'll help give an indication as to who's going to win and all those things. But uh, what's intriguing uh, to me is only 20% of the people who uh, voted in the Iowa caucus actually are on Twitter. Now, that is crazy, right? Like, So you start to think about what is real life, what is not real life, and social media can alter uh, our belief as to what's popular and what's not. But seeing that Peloton uh, earnings report that just came out where they dominated and seeing also, and they said not only they dominate, hey, maybe that ad that was so offensive on Twitter was actually something that people liked. And it reminds me in, in sports, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did like a, a women's football camp. A lot of places do this where they will bring in women only for the day and like take them through football and explain things to them. And a lot of colleges do this as well. And people on Twitter always get offended. They're like, I'm a woman. I don't need to go to football camp. I know everything already. But in real life, those things immediately sell out and women are like ecstatic to go to them. And so I just think maybe people are finally starting to get smart enough to just be like, all these people out there are uh, are, are just losers and we shouldn't really pay attention to them. And the final thing I was going to say on this is Cowherd tweeted out a Gallup poll survey last night, Colin Cowherd, and it was like 90% of people in America are happy and content with their lives, according to Gallup, which is the highest rate that has ever existed in the history of Gallup surveys. They've been surveying people on like, hey, are you happy and content with your life or not for you know decades? And going back to the 1950s and the 1960s, Gallup has been doing it. And this is the highest rate of happiness, satisfaction, whatever word you want to put in, in the history of American life. And Colin retweeted the survey, and it was a fun survey to read, and I retweeted it too if you want to go read it yourself. Uh, and then he said, the other 10% are on Twitter. And it is a lot of truth to that, I think, that like the more angry and angst-filled you are, the more active you are on social media because you would definitely feel like the world was burning down if you just scrolled through your Twitter feed on a general day. Um, and so I think what we have to start to consider is that Twitter overpopulates with angry and unhappy people. And once you think about that, it actually makes a lot of sense in terms of the way that uh, that people behave online. So that's my grand, uh, grand thought for you for the day to think about as you start off your Friday. Uh, another grand thought um, in general, though, 
was that nothing really happened in the grand scheme of things that was a big deal for the NBA. Uh, But this story has started to percolate up, and I do think it's worth thinking about because it's a larger-scale story dealing with the NFL in general. The Rams are close to being in salary cap prison. And what I mean by that is they have so drastically overpaid Todd Gurley that I've got a couple of thoughts for you here. Uh, Todd Gurley is due a $7.5 million roster bonus on March the 20th. So uh, in a little over a month. And uh, that's the third day of the new league year. And Gurley would count if you're sitting out there and you're like, well, the Rams should just cut him before they pay him. Gurley right now would count $25.6 million in dead money if the Rams decided to release him. That's according to NFL.com, which means that the Rams are trying to find a team to trade with him. But it was only two years ago that the Rams made Todd Gurley the highest paid running back in the NFL, giving him a four-year contract worth $60 million that included a $21 million signing bonus and $45 million guaranteed. At the time, uh, Gurley was coming off of an all-pro season. Now he's got arthritis in his knee. Frankly, he appears to be pretty much done. Least productive year of his career that he's coming off with. What do you do? And and if you are out there, and I think this ties in in a big way with the decision that the Tennessee Titans have to make with Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry said in an interview, I think it was with Rich Eisen, that he expected to be paid more than Ezekiel Elliott, who is the highest paid running back in the NFL right now. And the question that I'm asking, and you can tweet me uh, if, uh, if you can think of one, when's the last time a running back outperformed his salary? There's a big question about the position in general. I'm not talking about your rookie draft salary. I'm talking about you come in, you're good for four or five years, and you sign that second contract. When's the last time a running back outperformed a second contract in this league? I can't even think of one. I can't think of a running back who has signed a second contract and you've been like, you know what, this was a great deal for the team. We did a really good job getting him under the contract that we did and he definitely outperformed it. Can you guys think of a single running back in the last 10 to 15 years that has gotten to his second contract, has gotten decent money, and you've thought later, you know what, he outperformed it? Maybe wow. Frank Gore did. Maybe Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson, Peterson yeah, is the name that came to my mind. But I can't even think that, I mean, the Viking fans out there, you can tweet me, were you like, oh my God, we got such a steal on Adrian Peterson? And so, the, the, I think there's agreement, right, that nobody is going to take on this Todd Gurley contract. So, effectively, the Rams are now prisoner of this prisoners of this deal that they signed with Todd Gurley. I don't see any way for them to get out of the deal this year. And so I think they're going to have to wildly overpay him again this year. And then in the fourth year of the deal, maybe they can walk away from it. But at that point in time, they will have given him $45 million guaranteed. And $21 million of that will have already been paid out in signing bonus. Like, I just, I don't know whether anybody will ever sign another running back to a deal like what Ezekiel Elliott and Todd Gurley got. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the Titans are going to do it with Derrick Henry because they're going to convince themselves that he still has multiple years that are going to be as dominant as the one that he just posted. But 
I'm apprehensive based on the history of running backs in this league that once you get paid, it doesn't happen. What do you guys think? What would you do with Todd Gurley at this point in time, Danny G? Well, I, I've read a couple articles about this in, in the past 24 hours. The Rams GM Les Snead, he told the AP, I think we've seen players have years that were less than the past come back and actually get back to where they were. He says, in general, the Rams need to make improvements as far as their running game is concerned, especially the O-line. So it sounds to me like they know they're stuck with them. They just need to get that O-line and the run game going in general. The problem is you got a running back with an arthritic knee. I don't know why he's suddenly going to get better. Dub, what do you think here? I mean, is this just further evidence that you can't pay a running back in the NFL? I think it definitely is. And let me just paint this picture real quick. Todd Gurley, next season alone is due $13 million, and that's fully guaranteed already, no matter, no matter if he's what playing for the Rams yeah. or if he's traded off to someone else. Josh Jacobs, who was the first running back taken in last year's draft, number 24 overall, he signed a four-year $11.9 million deal. Yeah, that's so crazy. So just next season, Todd Gurley will make over $1 million more than Josh Jacobs will in his entire four-year rookie contract. And I'm not sure there's anybody in America – that would rather have Todd Gurley over Josh Jacobs for the foreseeable future based off what we saw last year. Yeah, it's interesting because let's say the Titans have, you know, a relatively low pick coming up because they have, you know, they did well and they went to the AFC South uh, title game. Uh, But if you went and got, let's say, like the running backs that are fresh, you know, that are going to be first years, you know, rookies, if you went and got DeAndre Swift, I think, right? Like he's at the end of the first round, potentially. Uh, there's the expectation that he could be uh, that he could be a running back that would be available there out of Georgia. Would it stun anybody if DeAndre Swift comes in and is somewhat similar to Derrick Henry in terms of his ability to produce for the Tennessee Titans? And as you just said, you could get four years from him for less than you will pay Derrick Henry in one year. And and then, you know what, if he – and that, that might be a, an exaggeration needing to draft a guy in the first round, but I'm just thinking if I'm the Titans and the choice is between giving Derrick Henry $45 or $50 million guaranteed, which is what they might have to do over the next three or four years, or going and getting DeAndre Swift, I don't know if you want to put yourself in salary cap jail like I believe right now – uh, the uh, the Rams have put themselves in. What do you think, uh, Eddie Garcia? What's the play here? I don't know. I think they're going to have to just. I think they're just going to have to try and keep their fingers crossed and hope that Todd Gurley can uh, come back healthy and and try and earn some of his money. I mean, they're not going to cut him, right? I mean, they can't just. I don't think they can cut him, but no. I can't imagine anybody's going to trade for right, him. But exactly. that's what I mean. They've painted themselves into a corner where they literally have no options with his deal. I agree. And so does that make you apprehensive or nervous or scared about what the Titans might do? We've had a lot of teams have to make this decision, right? That you're Steelers, you're a fan of. Uh, they, they figured out what their dollar figure was on Le'Veon Bell, and they wouldn't go beyond it. And then they tried to franchise Le'Veon, and he was upset, and he set out. But I think even Jets fans who were excited about the idea of adding Le'Veon Bell – like, they didn't get their money worth out of Le'Veon Bell last year, right? Would anybody argue that Le'Veon Bell was a good deal for the Jets? And I think, honestly, after having had him for a year, most of the Jets' management, if they could, they'd get out of the Le'Veon Bell deal. We saw Ezekiel Elliott. He wasn't very good. Let's be honest. For the Dallas Cowboys, 
even with the high-powered passing offense that they had, it was not a very good year for Ezekiel Elliott. And Todd Gurley was not very good. So all of the guys that are getting paid almost immediately look like they're overpaid at the running back position. And so if you're looking at this uh, this position as a whole, I think you can't invest much money in it. I think right now, if you were just out there talking about what positions do you think are the most valuable in the NFL, clearly the quarterback. And interestingly, as a part of the coll- a collective bargaining agreement, it doesn't sound like it's going to happen this year. Somebody even floated the idea of having a different salary cap for quarterbacks, like taking them outside of the team salary cap and treating them differently because of their value. That's an intriguing idea. It's probably not going to happen, but it's at least an intriguing idea. Uh, you got left and right tackles, depending on whether your quarterbacks are right or left-hander, uh, in terms of being able to protect them. Those guys are worth their weight in gold. Uh, rush defensive ends because they make quarterbacks less effective. Those guys are worth their weight in gold. And corners because of their ability to shut down wide receivers and make the passing game more difficult. Outside of those four positions, I'm not willing to spend a lot of money on any other position in the NFL. I think by and large, most other guys end up being relatively fungible, relatively disposable. You can find somebody at those positions that's every bit as good as uh, as someone else without having to pay anywhere near the same dollar figure. So I think this Todd Gurley story is a fascinating one because of the larger story it's telling us about the NFL and because it's further emphasizing the point you can't pay running backs in this league right now. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. 
Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of general tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their general tires test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be I am here in Nashville where all of the local schools are shut down for the flu and we have snow. It's basically like Wuhan, China. With the coronavirus, I don't know if anybody in this city is going to survive. So it's going to be the last program we ever do. You also may have my kids screaming in the background at some point during the course of this hour because they are ecstatic that they don't have school and they will wake up and immediately start playing Madden, which is what they do with all of their free time. Uh, The NBA trade deadline came and passed 3 o'clock Eastern yesterday. Uh, as a part of that NBA trade deadline, probably the biggest move that could impact things in the actual postseason this year. Uh, Marcus Morris was shipped from the New York Knicks to the LA Clippers. In action last night, the Houston Rockets, who are making what I described earlier in the program as a Baltimore Ravens-like offensive setup, which is totally contrary to everything that has worked in past uh, in the league, are playing a small ball style, nobody taller than 6'7", effectively, on their starting lineup or hardly in their roster. And they went on the road and they won at Staples Center last night. So Daryl Morey, mad genius, rolling the dice to see what Russell Westbrook, James Harden, and crew are able to accomplish. And last night, the win happened. That, by the way, makes the Houston Rockets 6-2 and two in their last eight against the Lakers. Why could that matter? Well, Could be a semifinal matchup. Right now, the Rockets hanging around the four seed and the Lakers are hanging around the one seed. We could be trending towards uh, the Rockets against the Lakers in the Western Conference semifinals. And like I said, the Rockets have won six of their last eight games 
against uh, the Lakers. So that is worth paying attention to as we move forward. The XFL begins this weekend. Poll question is up. You can go vote in it. Curious to see how much interest there is from you guys out there. Will you watch any XFL games this weekend? Nearly 5,000 of you have voted in the first 15 minutes of our poll. Uh, You can go vote as well at Clay Travis. Let your voice be heard. We'll actually count it, unlike in the Iowa caucus. 63% of you are saying that you will watch the XFL this weekend. That is a uh, pretty solid review early here in the poll for the XFL. They would have to be. I know my audience is a football audience, uh, but that's a lot higher than I anticipated. We'll talk to Joel Klatt, who is calling XFL games in the next segment. But first, I teased it. We didn't get to it. We haven't done an Animal Thunderdome this week. It's time. Hide the kids. Hide your wives. Hide the women, hide the children. It's Animal Thunderdome time. There's no telling what Danny G is going to start with. I am obsessed, as he would say, uh, with what the stories are going to be here. Ladies and gentlemen. I'm just glad I was there. Boys and girls. I thought he thought I was like this ginormous piece of chicken. Dying times here. This is Animal Thunderdome. All right, Danny G, what you got for us? More like upset because there is a child death now. Is oh it, no! Now it's part of three people who were killed in India, according right, to you that, at the Super fits, Bowl. That's okay. That fits my criteria. Kid All deaths right. outside of America are okay with me. All right, but if you're sensitive to that, turn the radio down for a moment here. A herd of elephants trampled to death a woman, a little girl, and a man in the Bunkati village. Oh, no. These elephants are on a rampage lately. Three jumbo elephants killed Kalani Sabre, 29, Bisha Sabre, 5. Both uh, residents of that village there, a 45-year-old man from the same village, was killed hours earlier. Were they in their house or were they outside? Do we know where they were stampeded? They were outside. Yeah. Now, authorities there say that they have engaged a 15-member team of elephant drivers to the Bunkati village. They say that the team started uh, working immediately and is expected to provide security to the villagers against further attack by the Tuskers. And they have paid out severance packages to the families who were affected by this. So... I don't under I, this seems like it happens a lot in India where these elephants like do they go crazy like what causes them to stampede into a village Yeah this article doesn't talk about yeah, that Yeah do but we know do we know no. what causes this to happen Not sure I'll have to look that up do uh, some research on that Yeah I'm just kind of curious what leads the elephants to come you know roaring into uh into a village like this One thing that it does say in the article though is for some reason the elephants do this usually in the morning village have been warned not to venture out in the morning time that seems not ideal all right let's go to a lighthearted story here a south carolina animal rescue group put out a call for piggy cuddlers to help 100 rescued pigs learn to be comfortable with humans for their new lives as pets cotton branch farm sanctuary in leesville say that they are seeking piggy cuddlers to help socialize the animals after they were rescued from an animal hoarding situation in Kentucky. So, whoa, this is a weird story. (laughs) So somebody had a hundred pigs in Kentucky that they were keeping? Yep. 
why did they take him all the way to South Carolina? Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe so. The, the, we maybe need, somebody I, had I ties more, to that animal. I need rescue more group. details about the person who had a hundred pigs in <laughs> Kentucky. So they were these are like pet pigs, not like we're going to eat you pigs, not bacon. Well, I don't know. It doesn't say what that person was going to do with them. I mean, they say that they're trying to help them socialize so that they can be pets. They say belly scratches, cookies, sitting with, and even just talking to our pig friends can get them ready for their new home. Is it that common that people have pet pigs? I mean, I'm not an expert on this. Not where we're here I mean, in have Southern you, California. Have you ever I've... known anybody who had a pet pig? No. It, let's go around the horn. Dub, you ever know anybody who had a pet pig? I actually have. My buddy Henry in San Antonio, they had a <laughs> pet pig. I'm not does. kidding. This thing was huge, and they would just walk around their house. It was like a big dog. It, it stayed hilarious. inside the house? Yeah, well, it went in and out, you know. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it was just a like a dog. Bear. I mean, exactly. it, it, uh, interesting. Yeah, he passed away recently. Oh. The, 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 the Henry did, or the pig did? Oh no, no, no not the Henry's fine. Yeah, okay. The pig passed away. <laughs> okay. Uh, did you guys eat it? Like, yeah. Like what did they do when it died? Did they bury it or did they eat it? Uh, yeah, I, I don't have information regarding that. Uh, <laughs> I would have, you know, probably eaten it. But oh, you me. would have eaten that family pet. Some bacon. I mean, it's <laughs> bringing home the bacon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you ever know anybody, Roberto, who had a pet pig? Nope. What about you, Eddie? A pet pig, no, but I grew up in Central California, and that's farm country, so I knew people who had pigs on their farms. But yeah, so. right. A pig on a farm is different than like a pig <laughs> no, that lives in the a, house. Not a pet pet pig, no. And a hundred of them. Like To me, that sounds like the number of pigs that would get adopted in a whole year. Like This idea that it's going to be easy to find a hundred people who want to have a pet pig in South Carolina seems really optimistic. <laughs> My mom did used to accuse us of having a pig sty as a bedroom. Yeah, of course. Yeah, no pet pigs, though. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me. So, uh, first of all, you also had to transport all those pigs yeah. from Kentucky to South Carolina. And then they love being in mud. So, how do you do that? Dub, how did your friend do that? Like, the pig well, just had to deal with having I think they only like mud? being in mud if it's hot outside, right? So, if you're in an air conditioned cool. house. I don't think you would need okay. to get in the mud. All right. Yeah, Is that he, right? He very, much, he very much enjoyed their air conditioning. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> I will that. say this. Don't pigs also want – won't pigs eat people? Like, isn't that Deadwood? Didn't they feed, a, a, like, the, the hogs? Like, that? Like if you fall in a, like, pigsty, like, they'll eat you. The wild hogs? Yeah, I remember that. I mean, that's what Wu did on, on Deadwood, right? Yep. But, I mean, if you had – is it all pigs? Or is it just like I, I would they, like if you fell in? There's like a hundred pigs. Would they eat you? No, I think it's wild boars that you're talking. Is that about. different than like a in, pig? Yeah, like in the movie Hannibal. Yeah, yeah. But why, what's the difference between a wild boar yeah, and a pig? Because in Charlotte's Web, that pig's not going to eat a person. Wilbur, yeah, Wilbur, Wilbur wouldn't have eaten a, pig, a person. <laughs> no. What about a hundred Wilburs? Uh, uh, maybe. I mean, what's the difference between a boar and a pig? The tusks. But I mean, like, is that? But uh, what? Like, are they? So, are they different animals? Lots of research. Coming I don't know. I'm blown. I'm blown everyone's yeah. mind here. Well, there's there's evil pigs and good pigs. I mean, this kind of just <laughs> I know. I've had this discussion before: the good pig and the bad pig. I'm saying a pig by itself, I'm not worried about. But if you fell, like, what if you fell in a pigsty and you couldn't get up, like you broke your leg, would the pigs eat you? Dub research uh, stats on pigs, please. I'm on it. Pigs.com. Yeah, that's probably. I'm nervous about what exactly might be on that website. I'm not going to lie. We'll come back to my question about what yes. pigs eat you. Back to India. Another story here. Uh, this is a hashtag karma clay. Last Sunday, three men, they're identified as 
Shaju, Maripon, and Rajesh, they trespassed into the Bodai Reserve Forest for illegal hunting. They uh, had their guns out. They saw a herd of endangered Indian bison. They're called gars. Okay. Okay. They opened fired when they saw one, and the animal fell down. So they waited around to make sure it was dead. These have some sharp uh, horns, just like the bison here in America. So they wait around while Marapon finally goes towards this fallen animal to make sure it's dead. To their shock, the gore got up, launched an attack on Marapon, and injured him seriously. His two buddies ran away, cool friends, and they didn't uh, come to his aid until the bison, the Indian bison, left. They rushed him to a hospital. He was pronounced dead on arrival. Oh. Yeah. Now, these uh, Indian bison, they've been granted absolute protection there in India since 1972. It seems like there's a lot of animals that kill people that are protected in India. Tigers, bison, leopards, elephants, probably cobras. India's up there with Australia as a place where you just don't want to be in the wild at all. Amen. There's a lot of things that can kill you there. Do we have an answer about the pigs yet? I have an update, and this is from the New York Daily News, October 1st, 2012. A family member of an Oregon pig farmer discovered his relative's body parts scattered across the pig pen, a gruesome find, leaving authorities to believe it was a case of hog eats human. Yeah. So, an Oregon farmer back in 2012, it seems, was actually devoured by his His hogs. And they discovered his dentures initially. In the hog enclosure, and then other random body parts were located, although most of him had already been devoured. So it seems like if you get caught up in the wrong pig pen, it could be a bad day. I think if you broke your leg and fell in a pig pen, like they would eat you. I I really do. I still don't know the difference between a hog and a pig, but I think a hog is just a full-grown pig. Right? Aren't I, I, I? Again, I'm not a farmer, but I do think that pigs would kill you. And maybe a hog is just a more. I know if I check my Twitter feed right now, we're going to be deluged with the difference <laughs> between pigs and hogs. Is that the end of the animal Thunderdome? One more here, and you'll like this. This is another elephant story, but a, a good story and perfect for your kids' play day in the snow. A pair of elephants escaped from a circus in Russia, and they caused some traffic delays while playing in the snow. The Yeterikberg Circus say that these two Asian elephants, Carla 45 and Roni 50, were being taken for a walk outside before they were due to be driven to St. Petersburg for a circus. They got away from their handlers. Yeah. And uh, there's pictures and video of them escaping, and they go immediately to a snowpack, and they roll around and play in the snow while the handlers are trying to corral them and get them to come back. That pretty, sounds like a good time. Pretty cool video. Yeah, I'll, I'll tweet it out at Danny G Radio at Clay Travis. Uh, all right. Uh, good stuff as always. Uh, let's roll through. Uh, let's roll through another advertisement here. We suddenly, we didn't have any ads and now we're swarmed in them. So I can't even hardly keep track of all of them. That's a good sign uh, as we move into February. And uh, we used to have no ads on this show in general. And then we like, you know, just dominated in ratings. Now everybody wants to be on the show. Well, there were a lot of small, like, 15-second ads. Now suddenly there's tons of 60-second ads. Yeah, those are good. Those cost yep. more. 
I want as much uh, money to be made on this show as possible. So uh, this is a good sign. But uh, we're going to be joined by Joel Klatt coming back next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Joel Klatt joins us now at Joel Klatt on Twitter. Joel, what game are you calling this weekend for the XFL? I've got L.A. at Houston. Okay. So, um, I'm in Houston right now. June Jones is a coach of the uh, Houston Roughnecks. And uh, looking forward to it, man. I, I got to tell you, we were at a little event last night for them. We went out and, and did uh, it was kind of like a fan pep rally. There were a lot of people there. I was, I was pleasantly surprised. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited for Saturday night. So I asked this question, and I, I was kind of curious. I, I It's up right now. People can go vote in it. It's only been up for you know 40 minutes or so. We've already got 8,000 votes. Will you watch any XFL this weekend? 62% of my audience is saying yes, which is, I think, pretty impressive considering it's the first week for the XFL. I didn't know what the poll results would be, but that suggests that a lot of people are not over football even after the Super Bowl. They want to watch more even if it's a minor league football that the XFL is going to be debuting. Yeah, I think that if anything, you know, when you look at previous iterations of these types of um, uh, secondary football leagues, I think what you see is that what has caused these leagues to not be successful generally isn't the football, number one, and it isn't a lack of interest, number two. Almost always, these leagues, um, you know, go by the wayside, if you will, or fail, if you will, uh, because it has something to do with the business. Right. And, you know, they're not financially stable. They, they don't have enough solvency, so on and so forth. And <laughs> rest assured, like, that's not the problem with the XFL. And I think that they've done a really smart, uh, job in terms of the football with Oliver Luck as the commissioner. They've gotten, I think, really good players. Um, I think that they've got good coaches. I think that the football is going to be quality. Uh, I think that the interest is going to be there. And and ultimately, the business is there, you know, because they've got the structure of, and it's not the W, uh, WE, you know, yeah. it, it, it isn't, but they've got kind of that structure. So like the business and, and, and the financial backing of it is there. And so that's why I, I, I think that this one's going to be more successful than, than people maybe even assume it's going to be. All right. So 20 years ago, the XFL came out and they had initial success out of the gate and then it faded. Uh, this league is more focused, it seems, on the football product itself because what seemed to yeah. happen 20 years ago was the football wasn't very good, right? And the product itself of the game was not very entertaining. Uh, what is out there that is different? Like, Because I think there's a lot of people who are going to watch on Saturday, and I know the rules are different. You know, For instance, uh, I think the onside kick rules are different. What you do after a touchdown is different. What are the things that I think that you're even on the broadcast going to be able to go inside the headset sometimes and hear the coaches talk? What is different about this game than maybe a traditional college football or NFL game that people have gotten used to watching before? Yeah, so there are a few rules uh, differences, um, and um, I'll go into those in just a second. And then there's a few access differences, and I think those are the two things that people are going to notice right away. I'll start with the access, and you mentioned it. So um, they're going to have coaches to, to player communication. 
just like the National Football League. The difference is, is that it's not just the coach to the quarterback, it's the coach to the quarterback and all the skilled position players. They all have the headset in their, uh, in their helmet. Um, we have the ability to tap into that and take it live. Oh, wow. Which I think so it's like NASCAR. Incredible. It's like NASCAR a little bit. So you yes. can listen to the coach talk to his team live on the broadcast. That's right. You know, we can listen to a play call um, as he's calling the play. That's really play cool. Happens. Yeah. And and, I, and football fans are going to love it. I mean, trust me. Like I, I talk with football fans all the time. All they want is more access. All they right. want, all they want, is to be taken closer to the game. And we're going to be taking you closer to the game than you've ever been uh, taken before. Uh, I'll do my best to decipher, you know, what's being said. Although <laughs> every offense, it's like is its own language. So um, I'm doing my best to try to, to, to study up and, and figure out the nuances and the differences between some of these offenses in this league. Then the other side of that is also the rules, like you were mentioning. And there's some rule differences as well. I think it's important to note that, that a lot of these rules are not different just to be different. They're different for the betterment of the sport. Um, I'll take you to the kickoff. The kickoff is different. Rather than just get rid of the kickoff, which has been talked about at different levels of football, what they're doing right now is they're saying, listen, the return is still an exciting part of the game, and yet the kickoff is disproportionately a more dangerous play than any other play because of the long-run collision. It's about 6% of plays in football, and yet it accounts for about 21% of head injuries in the sport. So how do you fix that play and retain the excitement of a potential return for a touchdown? Well, you take away the long-run impact, the long-run collision uh, out of the play. So what happens is the kicker kicks it from, the, the I believe it's the 30-yard line, and then what, what his team is doing is they're on all the way the opposite 25. The return team is then lined up on the 20. So there's only five yards difference between the two teams, and they can't move until the ball is caught by the returner. Oh, wow. Now, that's interesting. There's also, yeah. it, it is interesting because it's still returned. And, Clay, by the way, they're trying to disincentivize just kicking it into the end zone for a boring touchback, which is one of the most boring things in football, by saying if you kick it into the end zone and it's a touchback, it's coming out to the 35, not the 25. So they're, they're incentivizing returns and yet minimizing the injury impact of what is right now the most dangerous play in football. So when it's they line that, up, they will have the kicker all the way back, but all of his cover team will be all the way forward. That's right, at the 25. And so, so that'll look strange a for a lot of people when the game starts. You'll be like, what in the world's going on? But that is really an intriguing experiment. That's right, and, and, and you'll see it the first time, and you'll be like, well, that's interesting. And then the second time, you'll be like, well, this makes a lot of sense. And then the third time, you're like, why doesn't everyone do this? Yeah, right. You know what I mean? And, and so I think that, that those Dean Blandino, who works with, us, works with us at Fox Sports, he has been integral and, and absolutely um, uh, kind of a mainstay in trying to adjust some of these rules. There's some clock differences in order to get the same number of snaps and yet play the game in under three hours, our yep. games will not be over three hours long. They will not. They're going to be about two hours and 40 minutes. Um, and, and I think it's going to be exciting because you're going to see the same number of plays. So it'll be up-tempo and yet not a five-hour college football game. Um, th- there's some other things. Like you said, after a touchdown, you're going to have a chance to go for one, two, or three and not kicking the ball. So everything's going to be an offensive snap. You go from one, it's from the two-yard line. You go for two, it's from the five-yard line. You go for three, it's from the 10-yard line. So now a nine-point game is a single-possession game. An 18-point game is a two-possession game. Right. So it keeps everything more exciting. So 
a lot of these things are, I got to be honest, they're, they're better. And people are going to realize that they're different and they're going to be tough for people at, at, at first because they're a change and people don't like change. But Clay, I'm telling you, like a lot of these things are some common sense changes that I think other levels of football are going to look seriously at adopting in the next few years. One of them also is the onside kick, right? Because they basically made it almost impossible in the NFL now, for instance, to get an onside kick. And they've changed that rule in the XFL, right? Well, the way I understand it is if you designate that you're going to have an onside kick, then you don't have the formation, as I explained it earlier, yeah. where you know your team's all the way. So you line up as a, as a traditional onside kick. But the difference here is there's no rules about like, hey, you got to have five guys on one side of the ball right. or the other. And it's like, hey, we're going to have an onside kick. And it's the true, you know, like back in the day, 10 people running at each other. Day, get, yeah. that, get after it. Uh, now, what about the quarterback positions here? Because that's yeah. where a lot of people are going to connect. You said you've got Houston against L.A., I believe, down in Houston. Where is your game being played, by the way? It's in Houston. Yeah, but what stadium? Uh, they're playing at the University of Houston. Okay. So uh, so who are the quarterbacks in your game? So um, the Roughnecks are going to start P.J. Walker. Okay. Uh, P.J. was the quarterback for Matt Rule at Temple yes. when they were winning all those games. And uh, he beat out Connor Cook, who was the Michigan State quarterback, played for a while. In the, right. In the National Took him to the playoff. League. Yeah. <clears throat> That's right. And so Connor is going to be the backup. I'm sure he's going to get some time. L.A. has struggled a little bit. They've got Josh Johnson, who's played for, I don't know, a million Yeah, NFL I mean, he teams. started last year for the Redskins, at, I mean, in 2018 at the end of the season. That's right. and uh, But he's got a hamstring injury right now. So Jalen McClendon could get some time for them. Uh, we'll see kind of which direction that they go. I'll, we're going to meet with them uh, a little bit later today, and I'll, I'll get a better feel for who their quarterback is going to be. Now, the relationship also between the XFL and the NFL – is uh, I think really interesting because the goal is for the XFL players to be able to get opportunities in the NFL, right? Which is one reason why this league is starting when it is right now. So they yeah, have they're not they really a competitive like, right environment. It's uh, like a minor league, right? Yes and yes and no. Um, they absolutely want guys to come and get a get a chance, and this is why these guys are here, right? I mean, they're here to put together film. Two things, Clay, really quickly. With the CBA, how it currently is constructed in the National Football League, it is incredibly difficult for a player to develop himself in the NFL into a player that is viable. Okay, Because, let's be honest, they don't practice anymore. Right? right. So it's so tough to put together you know, film and practice and impress coaches in practice because you're constantly in shorts and a T-shirt. And, and this league is going to be a great league in particular for offensive and defensive linemen, some linebackers, things like that, quarterbacks, to put together film of like actual football so that evaluators can be like, oh, man, hey, he's better than he was in college. Like he's developed. And, and so I think from that standpoint, it absolutely is going to be a great stepping stone for players to go to the next level. Um, that being said, they don't want players in the middle of the year to be like, oh, hey, I got my, my call up, if yeah. you will. I've got a contract. I'm going to leave. So the, the players are, are locked in for the entirety of the season. Um, in fact, both Josh Johnson and Landry Jones 
had their phone ring when you know injuries occurred during the course of the NFL season this year, in particular Pittsburgh, where Landry played. When Ben Roethlisberger went down, they called Landry Jones and they were like, "Hey, we need you in tomorrow." And the NFL, uh, the the XFL was like, "You know, thanks, but no thanks. Landry's under contract." So the, the players can only go once the season is over. So it, it yes is going to be a great stepping stone. Having said that, they're here for the duration of the year. How many teams are there? How will this work? When does the season begin? Obviously, is Saturday. When does it end for people out there who are kind of curious? Okay, so it's eight teams. There's four in the Eastern Division. There's four in the Western Division. They're going to play 10 weeks of regular season, and there's going to be two rounds of playoffs. Uh, the cities right now on the East Coast, you've got Tampa, uh, you've got Washington, D.C., New York, and St. Louis. Those are the four teams in the East. In the West, you've got Dallas, Houston, Seattle, and Los Angeles. Um, and so uh, we're going to play eight rounds, or excuse me, ten, uh, ten regular season games. There's going to be two playoff games, and the uh, championship game is going to be the weekend of the NFL draft. Oh, So cool. that's kind of where this is going to all fall. Where will the championship game be played? Um, at the highest seed. Okay. So I, it's not going to be a, a neutral, as I, as I understand it. And so these games are also going to be well distributed, which is another yes. big part of being able to build an audience. You, Fox and FS1 will have games. Will ABC have some? I know ESPN yep. will and ESPN too. I mean, these things yes. are going to be so easy to find. There's four games a weekend in the XFL. And one will be on Fox, one will be on ABC, one will be on ESPN, and one will be on FS1. And it's going to be that way every single week. So, for, for instance, Kurt Menefee and I will be calling the Fox game. It'll be on Saturday night at 5 Eastern every Saturday night. So you don't have to worry about it. There's going to be an ABC game before us on Saturday, and that's going to be at 1 Eastern. It's going to be very much kind of NFL style, like you know where it is, you know what stations it's at, you know what windows it's in, um, and you're going to be able to, to go out there and, and watch football. And, and trust me when I tell you this, folks, we are taking you closer to the game than ever before, and it's not a gimmick. You are going to love the access that you get to the most popular sport in our country. So uh, the coaches, obviously, as well. We talked about the quarterbacks a little bit. I mean, you got Bob Stoops, who is a guy that everybody else knows, but there's a lot of big-name guys that they got into coach in the XFL, right? Yeah, there's Mark Tressman, Pep Hamilton's at D.C. Um, you've got Jim Zorn in Seattle. Winston Moss is the head coach in, in Los Angeles. June Jones in Houston. Uh, Kevin Gilbride in, in New York. There, I mean, there's These a are lot names of that football names. fans know. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, even the coordinators, you know, Mike Riley's in Seattle. You've got Jerry Glanville as the defense coordinator in this league. So um, people understand and, and they'll know and they're going to be very familiar, not only with some of the names of the players, but certainly the names of the coaches. You're going to know where to find us. And let's face it, folks, like this time of year, like <laughs> there's not a lot of choices no trust me <laughs> and, i mean you know, I, I mean football football is is king the aaf did not die because people didn't think that the football was good enough um it died because they didn't have the money and that's not going to be the problem here two years like guaranteed right i mean so th this that's this right. deal is set up for two years and then if you're questioning whether the xfl will be viable beyond that two years is a long time but if things go well, the answer is yes, and it's well distributed. Vince McMahon is behind it. This is his uh, this is his baby. 
And uh, we'll be watching. So you'll be on at 5 o'clock Eastern on Big Fox uh, every week for the next 10 weeks. That's right. Uh, Joel, we'll be listening. Good luck, my man. Appreciate you getting up early with us, and uh, we'll be checking it out. Awesome. All right, bud. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. That's Joel Klatt, who will be calling the game for Fox, as he said, game on ABC, game on Fox, game on ESPN, and game on FS1. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.